Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 899. S-W-S-W-S-W-N. And what that means, Mark, and it's something I've always tried to apply in a positive way, is some will, some won't, so what next. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Ramsey Potts. Hey, Ramsey, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Mark, I genuinely am looking forward to this. <laughs> awesome, me too. Ramsey Potts joined the team of RM Sotheby's specialists in early 2017 after a 25-year career in the financial services industry. His lifelong love of all things automotive began as a child watching his father collect and race British sports cars. Ramsey holds a diploma in automotive service and an ASC technician certification from Vail Technical Institute. At RM Sotheby's, he specializes in European marks, having owned and maintained numerous examples, in addition to a DeLorean DMC-12. He is a member of several car clubs and has raced Porsches, BMWs, and Mazdas on the SCCA and Grand Am circuits, while remaining active in kart racing throughout the Southeast. His recent career change is a result of deciding to do what he is passionate about, and work in the world of collectible automobiles. And I had the distinct pleasure of meeting Hugh Ramsey last summer at the Pebble Beach Concours, where he was hanging out with past Cars Yacht guest and Porsche enthusiast Ray Schaefer. So, Ramsey, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your new career, maybe your past career, and your passion for automobiles? Thank you so much, Mark. I, I will, I do have to say, I wish my story as to how I got to where I am today was a little bit more interesting. But of course, there's that one commonality that I have with probably all of your listeners, and that's that I grew up a petrol head. Uh, and like many of your listeners, I grew up a petrol head because my father, for all intents and purposes, hardwired that passion for automobiles into my brother and I. Mark, you know, he was an amazing man, the greatest man I ever met. He was a mechanical engineer and then went back to school to be a dentist, and he ran his business so that he knew he could be able to afford to race cars. He collected. He was always tinkering with cars. Of course, it was particularly post-war European sports cars. And that, like for many of your listeners, meant MGs and Jaguars and Triumphs and a few Italian cars in there as well. When it was time marked for my brother and I to attend university, I'm the youngest of five kids. He sent us all to school. But for the boys, he said, uh, gentlemen, before you go to university, you will be spending a year learning a trade. You may never use that skill, but gentlemen, you will develop and master that skill. So naturally, he gave us some choices, but off to automotive tech school, I went. I will tell you, Mark, that was a challenging but yet extremely rewarding year. You know, what he forced me to do was for the first time in my life, I left home. I lived on campus. And he made me put my skills where my mouth was, mm -hmm. Mark. If, 
If I was going to be passionate about automobiles, I needed to learn about them. And I will tell you, I was not a very good mechanic. So after university, I finished at the University of Pittsburgh. I knew I wanted to be in business for myself. That's when I started in the financial services, in the insurance industry over 25 years. I built a good, solid business through working hard and having great people and mentors in my life. And then, frankly, I I like to say, and I use this with all affection, Mark, I got suckered. I got suckered into going and trying a new career. I have a dear friend, Dr. Bill Amos, a past guest on your show, uh, and his son, my best friend and mentor, Trip Amos. Well, about 15 years ago, Bill said to me, hey, Ramsey, you know something about cars. I want to start a collection. Uh, And boy, that is really uh, how it got started. I went with him to an auction, and we bought a great car, and he told two friends, and they told two friends. And a hobby began for me outside of my work, helping people buy and sell and curate collections. And I have to tell you, I really was content. I was successful in my business, but I'm afraid I I may have read too many inspiring stories. I may have got suckered by listening to too many inspiring Cars Yeah podcasts. (laughs) And my good friend, Ray Schaefer, whom I so admired for his career change, they said, man, you need to try this. And I said, why wait till 50? So in my late 40s. Mark, I have the opportunity now to represent and work for probably the most respected auction house for special automobiles in the world today. And that's how I got to RM Sotheby's. Well, I feel humble that I was a, a little part of that push that you wanted or needed to work in your field of passion, because that's what Cars Yeah is all about. You are a regular listener. And when you walked up to me at Pebble and gave me a big hug, actually, and said, thanks for helping me change my life, I tell you, uh, I felt like, okay, I'm getting there. Uh, that was my goal with Cars Yeah, was to inspire people. And today, you get to help me do that with some other people as well. So as we continue on your journey, as you know, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that has meaning for you in your life. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars. Yeah, so Ramsey, take the wheel. Mark, again, thank you. You know, there are so many great quotes that keep me motivated, great ones that I've heard your past guests inspire me with. So the one I'll use uh, is, frankly, it's pretty simple. I have no idea where it's from, but it's this phrase, and that is that desire is the great equalizer. I sort of stole it from racing because we've all heard the great racer say that rain is the great equalizer. (laughs) I feel that way about desire. Marking everything I do, uh, whether it's being a husband, a friend, uh, you know, a pal in my business, my avocations, my hobbies, I have to tell you, I am not one of those people who was ever really a natural at anything, certainly not at athletic abilities, nor in many other aspects. So, I have just always tried to live my life and run my business in a way that I want it more than anybody else. And Mark, it doesn't mean that I always hit my target. It's not the guarantee of success, but it's at least that guarantee of the opportunity to success that I am going to burn inside my belly for. It's that passion that, you know, maybe right now in what I do, it doesn't guarantee that I'm going to serve R.M. Sotheby's mission and my clients to the degree that is necessary. But by golly, Mark, no one will want that success more than me. No one's going to pour themselves into that more than me, Mark. 
Well, it's absolutely fabulous. That's what it's all about here. Passion, passion, passion. And that desire drives that passion. And you're definitely a passionate guy, I can tell for sure. <laughs> well, let's go back in time and have you share a story that instigated your passion for cars, which we know you have. So is there a pivotal moment in your life when you knew you were a car guy? Mark, I'm afraid to say that I can't look back and say that there was necessarily one galvanizing moment that forged my passion because it was always in my home. Uh, but, you know, I can't tell you that what's fascinating, what's so rewarding is that it's all the petrol head people in my life that constantly keep me focused. I mean, really, Mark, we work in the industry, so to speak. So it's all those people I'm surrounded with that that help me stay focused. You know, I, I can probably look at my brother, uh, who he doesn't even remember this story, but one night up at uh, scout camp in Pennsylvania, he slipped up and snuck me out and dropped me in the back of his 65 Corvette. And we went for a moonlight run down to get milkshakes in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh I don't know God. why my big brother did that, Mark. But it was one of those almost just ethereal moments where I realized that cars can truly take you to some place if you're a petrol head that no other thing in the world can, Mark. I worked for a gentleman. My first job as a mechanic, Jim Mattern. Uh, he was to this, he was at that time one of the most influential men in my life and to this day a very good friend. Uh, he recognized that, frankly, I wasn't a good mechanic and led me to other aspects of the industry. Really, people like Ray Schaefer, you know, he's a real petrol head who inspires me and even people outside of that like Trip Amos and others and my wife as well. These are all people that keep me focused on my passion for cars. Most definitely. And this always is the same trend here at Cars. Yeah, we talk about cars and our passion, but it's always the people surrounding cars that really mean the most to all of us. And you said that very, very well. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down here, Ramsey, and talk about a big challenge or a big failure you faced along the way. And as a as a regular listener, you'll know the important part of this question is, what did this situation teach you? So tell us about that experience and how it helped you gain even more momentum in your life. Okay, Mark, this uh, this one really made me think deep. You know, I, like many of your listeners, we all love a, a good challenge, especially in business, an obstacle to overcome and win. However, for me, the, the one that, that has probably taught me the most and it's tempered my heart in the way I approach life is, in fact, not necessarily a business challenge, but a life one. And it's one, frankly, I had no control over. And that was at the young age of 40, having to go through a battle in multiple times with cancer. And, you know, I don't think my challenge, Mark, has been any greater than someone who has never battled a major health issue. That's not my point. It's that going through that multiple times in in, at 40, it's taught me so many things. I really can't cover them all. But even when, you know, we thought, my wife, my family and I, that my illness was overcome, that gummit market, it metastasized and it showed back up and presented more challenges. Mm. So I had to learn to, to forge on. And frankly, I had to learn to ask myself often since that illness and during that illness, but really probably more so after that. And, and this sounds a bit morbid to say it's an old saying from the Marines, which I was not, but it is that the hill I want to die on? Uh, you know, Mark, yeah. if that special person in your life or my life, maybe they cause you angst or frustration. What would happen if they 
should unfortunately leave this earth today. Would that challenge, would that obstacle still seem so important? Mm. You know, for myself, I have to ask if I were to get that report today that my cancer is back and I recognize it probably will be and my time is brief, would that thing that's maybe bothering me, that issue I'm facing, would it still seem so monumental, right. Mark? And, right. and, and I don't perceive my comments as I'm not a fatalist. I'm not like, oh, well, just jump off the cliff and see what happens whether you have the parachute or not. I still want to succeed in every uh, endeavor I, I go after, but it has taught me how to just make sure I have good priorities in my life and in my business. You know, awesome takeaway from a, a very challenging situation that could have ended up being tragic, and I'm sorry you had to go through that not only once, but multiple times. This horrible cancer just seems to affect so many people. My mother's a cancer survivor, my mother-in-law, cancer survivor. It took my father-in-law a couple of years ago. So many people affected, but I love the way you've approached this as you look at that situation and compare it to others that we think are so important when really in this paradigm shift that occurs, they really are not. And I think it's a great way to approach something like that. Be grateful for what you have, of course, which helps you move forward through difficult times. But I appreciate you sharing a real personal time in your life with us. Let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. And I think you kind of touched on this when you decided to make a major career change, an aha moment in your life. What was yours? Mark, can I share two? Because I think they're really two that were so monumental. Yes. It was the first one. And these are some of those things in life that really are quite clear to me. You know, the bug was in me from the moment that I knew what the word business was, that I wanted to be in business for myself. However, uh, in one particular moment, there was that very clear, that crystal clear image that lit the rocket for me to to go and become self-employed. And I was I was in my, my early 20s, Mark, first of all, to be 24 and the sales manager at a small family Ford dealership uh, in central Pennsylvania at the time was a dream job in and of itself. Yeah, uh, my goodness. Yeah, at that young age. It was incredible and, and, and it was successful. However, Mark, I remember at the end of one particular month where the dealership had, frankly, just a very good month of sales and so many people played a part in that, including myself. And as crass as this sounds, please see the, the, the good in it. It's that I looked at my fiduciary reward for that month and I thought to myself, not bad. But then I looked back in the back of the building, Mark, and I thought, if this is what mine looks like, and it didn't take a lot when you're in your early 20s. Just imagine how many zeros must be on the check of the gentleman in the back that owned that dealership. Yes. And frankly, Mark, it was at that moment that I realized I don't know how, I don't really know where or even what, but by golly, I was going to be that guy in the back of the dealership who had his name on the front. And that's what sort of started the process to go into business for myself. It wasn't an easy path at first, but I worked hard and it succeeded. And then really that second aha moment, and Mark, this is, it's your fault. You played a role in this Uh-oh. and so many other amazing <laughs> people and some of your listeners and other people that have been on your show. And that was where they inspired me at this stage of my life. Hey, go for it. There are incredible opportunities. You've developed a set of skills. Uh, go ahead and just try that Ramsey Potts 2.0 career. And I took <laughs> that big step of faith inspired by yourself and Ray and my wife and my family members. And frankly, Mark, a big inspiration were the people that I worked with in my current career that I left, like my friend Trip Amos and others that taught me so 
so much, so many skills I was able to take with me to my new career and my new passion. Oh, well, I appreciate those kind words, and I'm happy to know I played a little part in that transition to the new 2.0 Ramsey Potts <laughs> application <laughs> that we've got here. But, you know, I saw a great joke one time that said a young man saw the boss drive up in a Ferrari, and he said, wow, boss, I love your car. And the boss said to the young man, yeah, if you work really hard, come in early, stay late, work overtime, don't complain, work your tail off. Maybe next year I'll be able to buy another one. <laughs> and I love that story because you think you know where it's going, but of course you don't. And then you find out, yeah, I'm working awful hard to make this other guy wealthy and famous. Maybe I should go do that for myself. And that's a lot of why I started Karsha yeah, as well. Well, how about a proudest career or business moment? I would assume you've had many of those, but is there one you'd like to share with us? Yeah, Mark, I've got to tell you, because of my mentors and my friends, I've had so many rewarding opportunities. I've probably learned more from my failures than I ever have. That's my a good successes. thing. A good thing. Yeah. I'm, in fact, I'm quite confident of that. I will share, though, with you because you forced me to refine this down to one particular moment. And thank you for that. Sure. I have to tell you, my proudest moment is actually a moment in time that involves my wife and my business. And that's this. For an extended period of time, my wife and I were actually working together. I needed her talent and skills to keep me organized. Mm -hmm. And she did. And she did her undergraduate degree in both art and writing. She was a very successful and talented graphic designer. And then one day, Mark, just out of the blue, really out of the blue, she said to me, hey, would you mind if I went back to school and maybe became a pharmacist? Wow. At the time, she even thought about being a dentist. And what I'm most proud of, Mark, is at that time in our lives, this was in uh, probably our early 30s, my business had been successful enough to the point where when my best friend in the whole world, my amazing wife, came to me and said, I'd like to go back to school and start a new career, Mark, I was able to write that check. Nice. And today, she is an extremely successful, very well-respected pharmacist, actually a specialist in her industry. And that, being able to do that for her because of the success my business experienced, that I am actually quite proud of. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. Wow. Well, that's a wonderful, wonderful story. I appreciate you sharing that as well. Well, let's have a little bit of fun as if we're not already having a lot of fun here and have you talk about your first really special car. I know you've had some cool cars over your life, but is there a first one that you got that really had a great meaning for you? You know, Mark, you know the the old colloquialism, you never forget your first kiss, right? And <laughs> yes. for me, uh, that first kiss was a 1980 MGB. Ooh. So, you know, Mark, probably two-thirds of your listeners <laughs> had the same answer. At some point in time, an MGB was in their life. For, my, for me, it wasn't just, you know, Mark, it wasn't just owning that car, but you ask about what was that uh, particular great memory about the vehicle, so many being a young man and having that car with the top down. Of course, you know, Mark, I probably couldn't even make it 20 miles in one of those today. It would be so uncomfortable. But as a <laughs> teenager, who cares? Yeah. But the greatest memory was that particular day at the dining room table where I mentioned to my father, you know, Dad, it might be fun to maybe take the carburetors out and replace them with a Weber or maybe modify this or change that. And he looked at me and he said, I've got a better idea, son. Take the whole engine out and rebuild it. To which I said, but Dad, it runs fine. To yeah. which he said, 
take the whole engine out and rebuild it. <laughs> and you know, now that I look back on that, the greatest man of my life was really trying to teach me a lesson. And to some degree, probably having some fun making sure that petrol head seed was planted in me deep. Yeah. Oh, what a great story. Absolutely. When I was a kid, there was a guy across the street with a British car for sale. I wanted so bad. I was 16. I just sold uh, my first car, which was kind of a rather boring 67 Chevy Nova. And my dad said, you know, that little British car would be great because my father had a 49 MGTC when I was a little, little boy. But he said, do you want a car you'll be working on all the time or a car that you can actually get in and drive every day? <laughs> <laughs> that is an appropriate story, isn't it? Yeah. So I ended up with a Carmen Ghia, which was a very reliable car and uh, gave me a lot of fun miles. I often called it my poor man's Porsche. Those fathers, they're always the wise guys or the wise ones, I should say. <laughs> sometimes, they're, sometimes they're wise guys too. How about a car that you've let go? Is there a car you've owned that has a bit of a seller's remorse story behind it? Oh, man. You know, I have to tell you, here's another situation where one of your past guests comes into play, and that is my friend Ray Schaefer. Yes. About 15 <laughs> years ago, I purchased from him DeLorean DMC-12 number 11539, and I don't think it was a matter of hours until he wished he'd never sold it to me. I had five glorious years with that car. I sold it, and now he and I get together and reminisce on how foolish we both were to ever let that fine and, I got to tell you, Mark, fun automobile slip out of our hands. Oh, you know, those cars have such a life and story, and I've had several guests on the show that have those people that, that deal in those on the show here, and uh, oh, they're just so much fun. And, of course, the movie helped inscribe that car into so many of our brains as, as something very, very special. Well, what are you guys working on right now at RM Sotheby's? Tell me what you're doing that has you excited and fired up with this great company. Okay, Mark. And I, this, again, might sound a little corny, but I have to tell you, every day with this organization is, is inspiring and, and so rewarding. But when I think about the current projects that excite me, the project is the people. Again, Mark, it's all about the people. First of all, just the coolest clients in the world because they're all petrol heads, right, Mark? And, yep. and you know, the other thing that amazes me, 25 years in business, so I know a little bit about running one of these things. It's that I look at the people that work at RM Sotheby's and I tell you what, that Rob Myers – He's a genius because he has surrounded himself, not just with amazing cars, but with amazing people. You know, the people that Rob Myers has there, it begins in the restoration shop where he started. It's the, the support staff. I, I deal with people and I've got to, I, I want to name every one of them. But man, I think, you know, I think about Miss Lydia and Stephanie and, and Tanya and others, you know, my car specialist colleagues. I get to talk to them every day and every day. Oh my goodness, Mark. I mean, Think about it. Every day, the conversation with my colleagues is about cool cars. There's How do you ever get any work done? That's what I, I like know, to. Mark. I know. And, you know, I, I this morning I was talking with Kenny Wallace and we laugh and talk about cars. Mark, I get to work with legends and yeah. I know they don't want to be called that, but they're just going to have to learn to deal with it because you've spoken with Don Rose in your show. Yep. That guy is just over the top. And, and, and Donnie Gould, here's a guy 
who's second generation in the auction business. His dad started this industry, the classic car auction. He has forgotten more about automobiles than most of us will ever remember. These car specialists, these legends in the business, we've got a chief marketing officer, and you've got to meet him. The guy's name is Ian Kelleher. Mm -hmm. The guy is style, the guy is cool, and the guy is a petrol head. He's a brilliant man. And here's the magic. Here's the magic, Mark, is that Rob has surrounded himself with young talented petrol heads these are the they're the very very bright future of this industry you know people ask me often what's going to happen to the collector car hobby and often the answer i give is not the one they expect and it's that i say don't worry about it we're in good hands rob myers has people like young names watch these names mark pete fisher uh uh, my uh, colleague thatcher keast and i'm thinking of zach oler matt lynch uh gorman and eugene robertson these are these are specialists researchers auction managers these are the people that are going to take rm some rm sotheby's excuse me comfortably into the future they're going to serve the needs of the next generation oh whoa those millennials we're going to be okay uh and you know, and they're all led. You you got to meet this guy, Gord Duff. This is a guy. Here's this, an inspiring story. He's he's a teenager. He starts sweeping the floors basically uh, at RM Sotheby's, and today he is our international director of auctions. He is the leader of all of the colleagues in this team. And and the most exciting project I've ever been a part of is the people, my colleagues with this organization, Mark. Well, we are the culmination of the people we surround ourselves with. And it sounds like you have surrounded yourself with the best of the best, no doubt. I just wish you were a little more enthusiastic about it. You know? I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> They're really impressive people. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I know many of them, and I know you're going to help me get many of them on this show so that we can share their knowledge and enthusiasm with the Cars Yow listeners as well. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Ramsey. If you were a car, what kind of car would Ramsey Potts be and why? Uh, you know, I thought I had this figured out, Mark. You you really, you, you vex me, but <laughs> I'll have to share quite unexpectedly a vehicle just popped into my life in the last 24 hours. Oh. I just came away from... Wow, I got to tell you, Mark, an amazing Hilton Head Concours down here in the southeast. Yes. And you know, the People's Choice Award, Mark, I can't believe I'm going to say this, <laughs> but the People's Choice Award just made me smile. And that was, without a doubt, the most perfectly restored, good humor ice cream truck I think I have ever seen, Mark Green. I, I saw pictures of that. Keith Martin, who's been a guest here, of course, Sports Car Market Magazine publisher, always posts pictures of all the wonderful events. He was a, a keynote MC there, of course, at your show, and I, I so wish I could have attended. After coming back from a week of SEMA, I was just up to my eyeballs and couldn't get down there, but I will one of these years. And he posted pictures of that good humor, and I love the picture of the good humor truck sitting next to that silver Ferrari. Yes, sir. <laughs> but you're right. That truck put a big smile on my face, too. So is that what you are, a good humor a good humor <laughs> you know, ice cream truck? Mark, I so want to be that Nart Spider yeah. that I oh. took that picture of right in front of it. Yeah. The simple reality is, Mark, I I consider myself at least try to be a happy guy. And you know, Mark, I dare anyone to have uh, an ice cream cone in their hand and try and frown. I don't (laughs) think you can do it, Mark. (laughs) So I guess if I have to be something, I want to be something that makes people happy. And man, that's got to be an ice cream truck. Yeah. For you listeners out there, I'm going to repost that on my Facebook page. If you're following me, check it out because it, it brought a big smile on my face too. And I love the fact that 
the attendees get to choose a car that they love, no matter what it is, that gets to sit there next to cars of the likes of a nurse spider and the other magnificent cars at the show. So I like that answer. I could see you most definitely with a white hat uh, handing ice cream cones out to all the enthusiasts at the next Concours event. Oh, man. There you go. Well, Ramsey up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yow sponsors. Anyone who knows me knows I'm really picky about my car. And one of the things I've always used since I was in high school way back in 1975 is a car cover from Covercraft. Covercraft makes all sorts of vehicle protection, including car covers, seat covers, dash covers, sunscreens, front end protection, floor mats, canine covers, covers for your trucks, your power sports, your boats, all sorts of different things. One of the very cool things they've got going right now, and since it's the holiday season, is a gift card. You can buy anyone in your family who's an enthusiast, and they are hard to buy for, a Covercraft gift card. Covercraft, it's been around since 1965. It's your best choice for vehicle protection. Go to Covercraft.com, check out the gift certificates, and tell them Mark sent you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimble.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. member, Finra Sipic. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Ramsey, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Oh, Mark, I have to tell you, unfortunately, it was that day when my automotive mentor as a young man working at Matterns Foreign Auto, Jim walked in and said, you know, Ramsey, why don't you just put that wrench down and come help us in the front office instead? (laughs) Uh, That was that moment in time when I realized uh, maybe I wasn't necessarily cut out to tune those SU carburetors. Didn't mean I couldn't have a passion for them, but he, he started me down that path that that showed me that there is a world, an opportunity in the automotive world where you work with people, great petrol heads. Yeah, very nice. Very nicely said. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your successes over the years? All right, Mark. Uh, as again, unusual as this might sound, I have a real passion. If there's a second hobby I enjoy after cars, it's reading. Hmm. I love to read. I start my day with newspapers. For your younger listeners, that's a actual large piece of paper <laughs> that gets delivered to your driveway and there's ink on it with pictures. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, and- 
And it's how you get your news. And I start my day with the Wall Street Journal and the USA Today. And Mark, I just sort of believe that petrol heads, all of us, have other interests and passions. And if I can know a little bit about a lot of stuff, I just feel it makes me more well-rounded and more able to talk about things that other people may find interesting. Absolutely. Newspapers. I was a paper boy in San Diego, California for five years. Got up at 4.30 every morning and rode my Schwinn bicycle up down the streets, uh, placing those papers carefully on people's doorsteps. I never threw one because I found out that at the end of the month when you collected, you got some really nice tips if you made sure that they opened their door and that paper fell in. So, uh, yeah, that was a nice, nice one. But there are no paper boys anymore. It's all people driving around the middle of the night in cars, I guess. So You are right, Mark. You are right. Times have changed. Now, speaking of great resources like newspapers, books, and things, is there a resource that you'd like to share with our listeners that you find really fun? Okay, I got to tell you, I'm uh, serving the masters here, but frankly, I think when you get there, you will agree with me that the R.M. Sotheby's website is just a plethora of knowledge because you can see results, Mark. If you really want to know where the market is, hop on there and take a look and see what maybe your special car has changed hands for and dig into the automobile. And frankly, Mark, there is no greater resource than coming, attending an R.M. Sotheby's auction. Come on in and see the cars, talk to the specialist, engage with us, and we'll share with you what's about to unfold in front of you. And I got to tell you, Mark, whatever it is you have to pay to get in, it's still the best car show you'll ever be a part of. Oh, yeah, it's entertainment. You know, my my wife and daughter were never really into cars. So thankfully, my son was. I would take him to all the events, he went to Pebble Beach for me starting at about the age of eight all the way through his college years. And the one time I was able to coax my wife and daughter to Pebble Beach Car Week, we went to a couple auctions and they loved it. They just loved it. I, I, in fact, I was getting kind of tired. Well, we should go. And my daughter said, no, no, I want to stay to the end. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, they're very exciting. They're very fun. And the way you guys conduct your auctions is different, unique, very high class. So that website is fantastic. Those listeners, if you've not visited it, you owe yourself a favor. I'll make sure I put a link on Ramsey's show notes page on the Cars Yeah website. Now, if I could do a magical thing and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive field or industry, living or deceased, who would that be? Finally, Mark, you asked me an easy question. (laughs) One man whom I never had the opportunity to meet, but I sure wish I could, and that is Sochira Honda. You know, you talk about the epitome of desire uh, helping you complete your passions. Here's a man who grew up in uh, war-torn Japan and and suffered from the post-war era, the bombings, and of, of very, very humble means and found a way almost immediately, Mark, to take his passion and turn it into his career. And think about this, Mark. If you just stop and think about it, think of Every possible aspect of a petrol head's passion. And you know what? Honda makes it. 
including the jets now even. And people think, oh, that was a new concept. If you read and you you study Sochiro Honda, you knew that even as a young man, he was fascinated by flight. He starts with piston rings. And today, he it's Formula One and it's sports car and it's, it's your lawnmower. It's everything you could ever imagine. And motorcycles, of course. The man truly was a passionate and brilliant businessman who I would love to be able to bend his ear for just a bit. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just incredible how that company came up from literally the ashes and has evolved and grown and grown into the empire that it is today. So nicely said. I think you're actually the first person, which I'm kind of surprised out of, well, we're closing in on 900 guests. You're 899 uh, that mentioned Mr. Honda, but uh, yeah, that would be absolutely fantastic. Well, you mentioned you love books. Is there one book you could share with our listeners that you enjoyed? Okay, now you're really did give me the hardest question of them all because (laughs) I've got so many. I love to read. And frankly, Mark, there really is. If you are a petrol head, don't be fooled. There are so many good automotive themed books out there, biographies and histories and all kinds of great opportunities. If I could, I know some of your past guests have cheated a little. So I've got to call two, Mark. You know, my wife's grandmother many years ago told me something I've never forgotten. Simple little statement. And that is a proverb a day keeps the devil away. I know that's corny, (laughs) but I try and start every day with a chapter from the book of Proverbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a belief I have. It, it, it's in my very heart. And it's a, you know, frankly, Mark, it's a way to start the day grounded and to be conscientious of how to be a good friend and a good husband and a good businessman. They're really very sound. Uh, it's fill, filled with sound advice. And then there's one book, and I know that others have mentioned it. Your time when Don Rose was your guest, he yeah. mentioned it. So it's an honor to even have the same book as my favorite. And that is The Unfair Advantage. Oh, yeah, that sits on my shelf as well. I know there's so many great books, and I'll let our listeners know, on Monday marks a mile marker show here on Cars. Yeah, number 900, I'm having Phil Hill, the great champion F1 racer, first American champion. Uh, His son, Derek Hill, is going to return to Cars. Yeah, he's been on the show before, and he's going to be sharing an amazing autobiography book that he and Doug Nye, Doug will be my guest on Tuesday, This book, you got to check it out. And Ramsey, I know you're going to want to get your hands on this for your automotive library as well. It's absolutely fabulous book about the great Phil Hill, his life. And it includes over a thousand of color photos that he took during his uh, time at all these racetracks in the 50s and 60s. So that's another great one. But yeah, The Unfair Advantage. Love, love, love that book. All right, Ramsey, we're up to the fun one here. This is the checkered flag question, and it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world. It makes it kind of hard when you can only have one, but oh man, don't, yeah. don't worry about the price because I'm going to write the check today. Or, or in this case, being at the uh, RM Sotheby's auction, I'm going to raise my paddle high and I'm not going to take it down until I get the car you want. So what would it be and why? Mark, I, I might have to have all of my petrol head friends uh, put the... Uh put the podcast on mute for just a moment because <laughs> I'm supposed to be an enthusiast for old cars, and I am, but I got to tell you, Mark, the future of automotive technology 
absolutely thrills me. And if you could please, I'd like you to complete the pre-order okay. for a silver Porsche Mission E. I think that new car, and I think, I, man, I know my friends are just choking on the concept <laughs> of a fully electric and, and to some degree autonomous automobile. But we're talking about Porsche, Mark, and yeah. we're talking about a real sports car. And I am just so excited about the future of this drivetrain technology being electric, the torque, the power, the performance. I can't wait, Mark. I can't wait for what Porsche is going to bring us in that car and, frankly, the future of electric transportation. Oh, no doubt. Well, I'll give our good buddy Ray Schaefer a call. I'm sure he can help us accommodate that. We can both meet in Atlanta at the Porsche Center there and pick that car up, take it out for some laps. We can stay in that new hotel they just built there, the Porsche Motel. I already have my reservations, Mark. I'm going next week. Are you? Oh, man. Gosh, I got to get back there. Ray keeps telling me I got to come visit. But the Porsche Mission E, yes, everything I read about that car, it gets me more and more excited about it. When I first saw it, I thought, kind of another Panamera big. Porsche. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the 911. Everyone knows that who listens to my show. But I think that car is going to take kind of the 918 technology and the 911 technology and sportiness and wrap it all into a very special package. So, and of course, the classic German silver, that's what it's got to be. So, Ramsey, I'll get you one of those as soon as they're available. So Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. You're welcome. Ramsey, you've taken me on an awesome ride today. I'm so happy that I got to have you on the show. Uh, it was just past August when we met, and I went, I've got to get this guy on the show. He is a powerhouse of passion. I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars Out listeners and me. Could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you rip off into the sunset in that silver Porsche Mission E? Okay, Mark, try this one. Okay. It's, and I'll explain it, S-W-S-W-S-W-N. And what that means, Mark, and it's something I've always tried to apply in a positive way is some will, some won't, so what next? (laughs) And Mark, what I mean by that is sometimes you're going to win Sometimes you're going to fail. Sometimes you're going to achieve the target. Sometimes you're just going to be a bit outside. But you know what? You just got to keep going, Mark. You just got to keep going. Some will, some won't. So what? Just pull yourself back up and look at it and say, next. (laughs) I love that. That's the first time I've heard that here. And you know what came to mind is I was a surfer growing up in Southern California. And I I laid off of surfing for a while at college and I got married. We had kids. And then my next door neighbor, when we bought our first home in Del Mar, California, happened to marry my high school homecoming queen. Wow. And so Dan got me back into surfing and he was a rugby player. He's a pretty aggressive guy. He's a doctor, really a go-getter like you. And we were out one day in a rather big surf and I was a little bit intimidated by the size of the waves that day. And I started to paddle for this wave and it jacked up to be pretty tall and I backed off and I turned around and he said, what the heck are you doing? And I said, oh, I should have taken that. And he looked me in the eyes and he said, shoulda, woulda, coulda, words of a loser. <laughs> and he splashed water in my oh, face and wow. turned around. And it, it reminded me of what you just said. You got to take the challenge. You got to step out there, get beyond your comfort zone. It's exactly what you just talked about. And that's where the success is come from. What's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you and learn more about you and RM Sotheby's? 
I'm going to give them two options, and I hope they take advantage of both, Mark. The first one is my uh, social media coach, Ray Schaefer, and a little bit of you as well, has taught me the amazing tool of Instagram. Yes. It really is a great way to connect and stay in touch and see what's going on. So hop on Instagram. My handle is just one word, Ramsey Potts, R-A-M-S-E-Y-P-O-T-T-S. You'll find me there. The other one is you can go to the RM Sotheby's website. You can click on the link that says car specialist and then you can actually click on my bio you can see me you can read a little bit about me my phone number my email if you're a petrol head and you're anywhere i mean anywhere in the southeast mark i am on the road five days a week please invite me over i just want to see your cool car let's have a coffee and just talk about cars and racing and hey if you ever are anywhere near an R.M. Sotheby's event, and I mean this, Mark, to all your listeners, please seek me out. If it's at Amelia or Pebble or Hershey or Fort Lauderdale, please come up and introduce yourself and tell me you heard me and my friend Mark Green, and we're going to hang out. Well, there you go, listeners. You've got a personal insider there at the auction to help you with with a kind invitation. I would encourage you to check out all these great resources that Ram C. Potts has shared with us today on his show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Ram C. Potts. How can you forget that name? And check out his Instagram. Uh, it's very cool. I'm a follower as well. All right, Ramsey, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the listeners. This has been so much fun. Until you and I talk again or we see each other at an auction, I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. What's every automotive enthusiast dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage, and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Dot com. Garages built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!